curious what Ireland attractions are going to top the list in 2024? I've got some insight for you as well as tips for your visit. Welcome back to the Traveling in Ireland podcast. I am so excited to share today's episode with you because as you've been planning your itinerary, you may be wondering, you know, what are the best places to visit in Ireland? And if I'm going there, is there any secret to having a great visit? How do I, how do I miss the crowds? How do I save money? Um, you know, what do I need to know? So today I am breaking out my expert tips as I share the top attractions as determined by the Irish Independent Reader Awards. And as always, you're going to find loads of links in the complete show notes. So just click through from your podcast app. So every year, the Irish Independent does what they call the Reader Travel Awards. And the re so basically the readers, right, of the this newspaper vote on what they think the best in Ireland are. And it they cover everything. They do attractions, which we're going to to go through today. They do accommodations. They do walks. I mean, just literally everything you can imagine. Um, so these are the spots in Ireland that mainly Irish people think are the best. And I think that gives you a really great insight into if you were talking to somebody, what they might recommend for you to see and do. Now, um, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the top 10 spots I'm going to give you a little extra information that can help you. And then I'm going to go into the expert tips for visiting those spots. All right. So the top 10 spots as voted in the Irish Independent Reader Travel Awards for 2024. Number one is the Guinness Storehouse. This was actually number two last year, but just at the end of 2023, it was also voted the number one visitor attraction in the world by the World Travel Awards. So definitely a popular spot. Number two is the Cliffs of Moher. This is actually down from number one last year. Uh, number three is the Waterford Greenway, which retains its same position from 2023. Number four is the Dublin Zoo. This one's a little bit of a surprise because it didn't even make the 2023 list, um, but it is a really nice zoo and I will share some tips on that here shortly. Number five is Emerald Park. Now, um, in 2023, it was actually number eight, but you've probably heard it referred to as Tato Park. Um, the sponsorship from Tato, which is the most popular crisp in Ireland, that uh, had expired. They did not renew it, and now it has a new name of Emerald Park. Number six is Killarney National Park in County Kerry, which wasn't on the 2023 list. Kind of surprising. Uh, number seven, Titanic Belfast, same position as it held in 2023. Number eight is the Giants Causeway in County Antrim, which again, kind of a surprise as it didn't make the 2023 list. Number nine is Kilmainham Jail in Dublin. This is down from number five in 2023, which kind of makes sense. Um, it, it really peaked as we, um, as we hit the anniversaries of the Easter Rising and then uh, some independence things. So 
the, the fact that it's falling makes sense. I think we're going to see it rise again in the next couple of years as a top visitor attraction. And number 10 is Spike Island, which is in County Cork. Also not on the 2023 list, but it's only been a couple of years since uh, Spike Island was actually the number one attraction as voted by the World Travel Awards. So really, really great list. Probably some places that you actually have on your itinerary. So I'm excited to share some tips on those with you. But first, if you are looking more for more tips for visiting Ireland's top spots, as well as some amazing alternate attractions to consider, you can subscribe to the Traveling in Ireland newsletter and receive the spectacular alter, I can't even talk, receive the spectacular alternates to Ireland's must-see sites. It's a free download as a bonus for signing up for the newsletter. And you can get that at, at uh, irelandfamilyvacations.com slash must see. One word, must see. M-U-S-T-S-E-E. And you will be able to download that um, right direct. And don't worry, I do not send spam and I do not sell my email list. So you can be secure in the fact that you are only going to get the information that you want when you get the Traveling in Ireland newsletter. Okay, so let's jump into these expert tips for visiting Ireland's most popular attractions. Now, the first thing I want to say is that these sites are popular for a reason. They have a terrific visitor experience. They create lasting memories. These are places that you're probably going to be talking about for years to come as you talk about your trip. Popularity has that downside, right? At some sites, it's the lack of tickets. At others, it's really overwhelming crowds. So I'm going to go through all 10 of these sites and tell you how to have the best experience at each one of them. So starting with number one, Guinness Storehouse. Always, 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 always pre-book your tickets. Because Dublin, even in the off-season, is busy, if you show up and you decide to wait, it can be hours. And that's just not the way to spend a vacation. So go ahead and pre-purchase your tickets. I have some links for you to use on the show notes, so pop through to get those. Now, personally, I like the last tour of the evening because you aren't rushed. You, 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 know, you get into... Um, the gravity bar at the end, you have your pint, and it's a really great view of Dublin, especially if you're visiting when the days are shorter, you can have that beautiful night view. Um, but if you want to experience fewer people that might be lingering from earlier tours, because it is self-guided as you go through, choose the first two tours of the day. Now, Guinness Storehouse is super easy to reach um, on one of the hop-on, hop-off buses, or a Dublin bus when you're in the city. It's a little far from the city center to walk, but it's doable. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, it's doable. Um, and this location actually pairs really well with a tour of Kilmainham Jail because they are in, um, in proximity to each other. So always a good idea, nice to put those two together. The Cliffs of Moher. If you have been listening to me or reading my site for any amount of time, you know that I advocate for people to visit the cliffs before 10 a.m. or after 4 p.m. because you're going to miss the majority of the tour buses. I strongly stick to that. Best advice out there. 
You can also pre-book your Cliffs of Moher tickets on the website and you can save money on those earlier or later visits. They have um, kind of tiered pricing. So if you arrive first thing in the morning or you're going to be there last thing in the evening, those tickets are going to cost a little less. Another option if you're fit for an uphill hike and don't want to explore the visitor center is to park at Guerin's Path. Now this is just south of the Cliffs of Moher. It is a privately owned local farmer. Um, so just look for the signs, right? Uh, it is a per car parking spot. So you pay per car and it's at the highest point of the cliffs. So it has really terrific views. Now, what you'll do from there is you will walk down the cliff path to the, the main part of the Cliffs of Moher Park. And you can get down, you can see all the views from the platforms and things down there, get down to the tower. Um, but you do have that hike back up. And it is a little bit steep. Um, so if you have any mobility issues, it may not be the best place to park for you. If you love a great hike, be sure to book into a Cliffs Hike with Ollie's Tours. It's a really fabulous experience. You will not regret walking, um, walking that path. It is eight kilometers or five miles. So you do have to have, and you're going from Doolin, so there's some uphill. You're, you're climbing the cliff. Um, so you do have to have a, a reasonable amount of fit, level of fitness. But if that's your thing, it's a great, great experience. One final thought on the Cliffs of Moher. I do not ever, ever recommend a day tour from the Cliffs of Moher to Dublin or from to the Cliffs of Moher from Dublin. It's an exceptionally long day. It's seven and a half hours of driving alone. The day itself is close to 10. So if you really kind of think about it, you're driving seven and a half hours to spend two and a half hours in that Burren area. Not all of it is at the Cliffs of Mohar. There are some other spots on it as well that you will stop at. So it's really a lot of driving for a very, very short experience. I just don't recommend it. It's not the best way to do it. If you are staying in Dublin and you don't want to rent a car, take the train to Galway, plan to spend one night in Galway and do a, a Burren tour from there. But just don't do it from Dublin. It's, it's just not not the best way to spend your, uh, your vacation currency with just time, right? Okay, enough of my soapbox. We will move on to the Waterford Greenway. Now the Waterford Greenway, um, I talked about it, it was back in podcast episode 43, right before it officially opened. Um, it is an, what we would call in the US a rails to trails, um, bike trail or walking trail and it is about 26 kilometers. So it's a really, really nice distance. Now, I think the best way to explore the Waterford Greenway is on bike. We have done it. We rented electric bikes from the Waterford Greenway bike hire in Waterford. We cycled to Dungarvan. The rental company picked us up and shuttled us back to Waterford. And then the next day we were staying in the area. The next day we, um, we took the car out and, and covered things in the car that, uh, you know, we maybe cycled past, but didn't really get to get down and experience. So um, I highly recommend cycling it. But if you have a car and you want to drive the route near the Greenway, you can stop at trailheads. There are trailheads all along the Greenway. You can explore bits of it on foot. A few highlights to check out along the Greenway are Mount Congreve Gardens, 
the Duro Viaduct, and the Copper Coast. So definitely, if you're down in the Waterford area, do check that out. Um, you will find uh, there are a few bike hire companies. Like I said, we rented electric bikes. If you do want to rent electric bikes, you do need to go ahead and reserve those in advance. Electric bikes do sell out quickly. Now, if you are doing that one-way ride, either Waterford to Dungarvan or the opposite, and on your way back, you would like to do some, some touring. You know, maybe you don't have a car. Maybe you're heading a different way the next day. Uh, my friend Bob McAuliffe at About Ireland Taxi Tours can arrange a great one-way tour for you. And his link is in the show notes. Just click over. Next, we have the Dublin Zoo. This is actually a bit of a surprise for me that it is on there. It's a very nice zoo uh, located in Dublin's Phoenix Park. It's a great place. We loved it, loved it, loved it when our kids were young. Um, I think that if you can visit in the mid to late afternoon and try to align your, your visit with the animal feedings, it's a really great way to see the animals be active. And we actually followed the feeder from cage to cage. To cage. Um, we were there, gosh, I think it was... November, which I thought was a perfect time to visit because it wasn't too hot. The animals were lively, really great spot um, at that time. Now, Phoenix Park can be accessed via Dublin bus, a hop on hop off bus. And the Lewis, which is I, Dublin's light rail, also drops off nearby. So really easy to get to from the city center. And I also recommend that you spend some time in the park. Um, Phoenix Park is actually larger than Central Park in New York. Great, uh, great spot to visit. It used to be the hunting grounds for the king once upon a time. Um, so very elite, right? And now you have the president of Ireland lives in Phoenix Park, as does the U.S. ambassador to Ireland. So great place to visit. You might even encounter the wild herd of deer. So like I said, it used to be the hunting grounds. The deer that are there now... Uh, are descended from the original deer that were hunted, what, 100 so years ago, 400 years ago, 500 years ago. So it's a great place to visit. Um, Emerald Park. Now, like I said, this is formerly Tato Park, and it's Ireland's only amusement park. Now, for many North Americans, this may not be a draw. Uh, we have a lot of amusement parks across the country. Um, but if you're an amusement park junkie, this park has larger rides. It also has terrific rides for young kids. Also has a zoo, a petting farm, um, lemur woods, which I think is is kind of fun. So actually, live lemurs running around, and you know you can have those those up close encounters. Uh, some zoo talks. There's a couple of playgrounds. There's a splash park, a fairy forest, and a steam train. So there's plenty to do. So if you are an amusement park person, this may be on your list. It is located in uh, County Meath, about 45 minutes from Dublin. Now, Killarney National Park, not an amusement park. <laughs> this is down in County Kerry, uh, the town of Killarney, just right up next against to it. And it is 25,000 acres of mountains, woods, moors, uh, lakes, and rivers. And it's a really wonderful natural playground. You're also going to find a manor house, a terrific abbey ruin, and Ross Castle, which is a, um, an Irish castle tower house. Really a great spot. 
Now, I think the best way to get an overview of Killarney National Park is to take a jaunting cart tour. You can queue up or you will find a queue for those in Killarney near the park entrance. It's it's like a taxi cab queue, but they're jaunting carts. So you just get in line, they put you in the next cart and off you go. Um, your Jarvie is going to share stories with you as you go out to Ross Castle. It's a great spot to get um, some pictures and then you pop back in the cart for your return back. If you are more of an active adventurer, uh, the National Park is easy to cycle. It's the the main part of it right near, right at Killarney is quite flat, great place to cycle, great pathways. You're also going to find boat tours out into the lakes as well as some walking tours. So it's a really, really great place to get out and active. Now the pathways near Muckris House and the entrance from Killarney Town itself, those areas are going to be a little busier because that's where people will congregate. But if you get away from those, there are so many great remote spots and you're going to feel like the only person around. So, um, you know, get out there, get away from the people and just enjoy nature in Killarney. The next spot is the Titanic Belfast. Now, this is the most popular tourist attraction in Belfast. I highly recommend pre-booking your time tickets. Um, while you, you'll probably get in on a tour, if you don't, you could show up and they will tell you, you know, the next tour is not for three hours. The next tour is not for five hours, depending on the time you visit. So um, especially if you are trying to stay on the schedule, do pre-book your time tickets. Now, if you don't want to take the guided tour inside the building, you can still explore outside. Uh, in those exterior areas, you can uh, visit the dry dock areas where the Titanic and the Olympic were built. Um, they are actually, they're cemented in, but they're outlined so you can get a really good feel of how big those ships were. And if you've been on any other cruise ship, any cruise ship, um, almost how small they were compared to what we have today. But uh, really, really fascinating to do that tour, especially um, the one thing I want to mention about that is that if you've done any kind of Titanic visit, uh, maybe at one of the museums or the Smithsonian traveling exhibit, um, you've, you've, you know the story of the Titanic. And quite a lot of that is going to be similar, but there's a lot about boat building as part of the Titanic Belfast tour. And this fascinates some people and for some people it just isn't their thing so kind of think about where where you fall in that interest and also the amount of time because this is two to two and a half hours of time to go through the entire tour so consider that as well one thing i really like to do here though um is I would do an early tour at Titanic Belfast and then follow that with a black taxi tour of the peace walls and the murals. The taxi can pick you up Titanic Belfast and then it can drop you at your hotel or bring you back to Titanic Belfast or take you somewhere else for, uh, for whatever you're going to do next. So that's the way I like to do my time at Titanic Belfast. Moving across the Causeway Coast over to the Giants Causeway, my favorite way to visit the Giants Causeway is to arrive before the visitor center opens 
or after it closes to avoid the heaviest crowds. So the visitor center and the parking at the visitor center are what you are paying for if you're visiting during during those visitors hours. Um, you know, you, you get that close parking at the visitor center and you get to go in. If you are visiting outside of those hours, you're parking further away. There are a few parking spots nearby that only cost a few pounds. Um, so you have to do a bit more walking, but you can access the Giants Causeway itself because it is a public access area. So you do not technically have to pay to visit the Giants Causeway. Another thing to know is that it is a steep walk down to the causeway and back up. But if you visit during the visitor center open hours, there's a bus that goes, it, all it does, it just goes down and up, down and up, back and forth. Um, and it costs either a one pound or one euro, whichever you have to ride up or down each way. For those that really enjoy a good hike, you can follow the path. So let's say you walk down to the Giants Causeway, you go through um, the Giants Gate, which is uh, kind of a, a break in those uh, causeway pillars. You follow that path. You can follow the, um, the cliffs a little bit. Sooner or later, you're going to have to turn around because um, there's a safety issue at a certain point. But there is a really steep set of steps that you can ascend or descend if you're going the other way um, up the side of the cliff. And once you're on top of the cliffs, there's another cliff walk. And the views from there are absolutely stunning. Now, this is a cliff walk that extends many, many miles. So if you are an avid hiker, you may want to do that Causeway Coast cliff hike. Um, but for those who just want to take in that view and, and go back to the visitor center, you just follow it along. And it's actually going to bring you back down to the steps that are right by where you would um, get off or board the bus. So if you don't want to climb the steps, but you want to access the path, just go out to where you would get onto the bus. And there's a set of steps there that you just follow up and then you're on that cliff path. Heading back to Dublin, we are going to talk about Kilmainham Jail. Now, it, it's kind of, you know, there, there are quite a few jail tours in Ireland. And it feels a bit morbid, maybe, to visit a place where so many people were treated so brutally, starved, executed. Um, but the stories from that, the stories, the ties to the 2016 Easter Rising and other fights for freedom in Ireland um, just are so fascinating. And it draws thousands of visitors to Kilmainham Jail every year. And while you might maybe possibly get lucky and find same day tickets, most of the time it's sold out. So your best option is to pre-book your tickets 28 days in advance. So that's the soonest you can book is 28 days prior to your visit. Um, I recommend booking as close to midnight Irish time as possible for the best availability. So um, where I am in the central U.S. right now, that would be, you know, if midnight in Ireland is usually 6 p.m. here. So it's like 6.01 p.m. I'm on that site booking my ticket. Um, so pre-book 28 days in advance for the best availability. Now, the, OP, the uh, Kilmainham Jail is an OPW heritage site. So if you plan to visit an OPW heritage card, which I have told you before is the best deal in Ireland, 
you can purchase it when you arrive. No, no need to get it in advance. You can purchase it on site or at Dublin Castle in the city center. So what you want to do when you're booking your ticket, if you're doing that, is scroll down the booking page, choose one year OPW Heritage Card, and you can make your booking um, at zero cost and you've got your ticket. And then, as I said earlier, Kilmainham Jail pairs really nicely with the Guinness Storehouse. If you plan to do those two together, visit the jail first, give yourself at least 30 minutes after to visit the museums and the exhibitions within Kilmainham Jail, and then head over to Guinness. And finally, Spike Island in Cove. It's another jail. <laughs> It's actually known as Ireland's Alcatraz, but before that, it was home to a 7th century monastery and a Cromwellian prison. Now, there's a star-shaped fortress on the island. That construction began in 1779, and then there was also built after that a famine-era prison, which was the largest in the world in the 1850s, um, and that one was started in 1847. The island actually retained a prison through 1985, and from 1938 through 1985, it was also the base of the Irish Army and the Irish Navy. So there's a ferry that you take from Cove, and kind of tying back to the Titanic Belfast, Cove in um, County Cork, formerly named Queenstown, was actually the last port of call for the Titanic before it struck the iceberg. So there's a Titanic tie for you there. Um, so you will take the ferry from Cove. It takes about 12 minutes to reach the island. Once you reach the island, there is a guide waiting for you, and they give a really informative, entertaining talk for about 45 minutes of your visit. And then after that, you use the map that you're given, and you can explore at will. Now, you don't have to do the guided tour. You can just hop off the boat and self-guide the entire time. The thing to remember about this is that you're on the island for three and a half hours. It's not a cruise out, look around a little bit, cruise back thing. So you really have to plan this into your itinerary. Make sure you have plenty of time. There are restrooms out there. There is a, um, a little cafe out there. There's a couple of um, gift shops. So there's, I mean, plenty to keep you busy for the three and a half hours out there and you won't, um, you won't be uh, caught out without a bathroom or food. Now, personally, when I do this, I like the noon sailing. And for part of the year, that's the only sailing there is, is the noon sailing. But during the high season, there are three sailings. I like noon because it offers time to arrive in Cove and to leave Cove and get to someplace else if you're not staying in the area. Now, if you are staying nearby, and you like a spooky experience, check and see if the After Dark Tour is available. Um, yeah, old prison, Navy base, Army base at night. It's pretty spooky <laughs> all by itself without even, without even hearing the stories. Sounds spooky to me. So anyway, that is your tip for Spike Island in Cove. And that kind of wraps it up, I guess. Those are the top 10 sites in Ireland to visit in 2024 and how to make the most of your visit while you are there. So let me know, do you have any of those sites on your Ireland itinerary? 
And if so, I hope those tips will help you. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review at um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, go ahead and visit the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page and leave a review there. Or if you're an Instagram user, go ahead and snap a screenshot from your phone, pop it into your Instagram stories, tag me at Ireland Family Vacations, and say a few nice words. I would really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Slanga Fall.